What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you, from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a full-time content creator running FixThisBuildThat.com, and my co-host, John Malecki, runs a full-time furniture company and its content site, JohnMalecki.com. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode 21. You know we love Instagram. We've got a love-hate relationship with Facebook. We're grinding it out on YouTube, and we just got done telling you why you should be on Pinterest. But what we keep hearing is, ain't nobody got time for all that. So today... We're going to talk about managing your total portfolio of social media options and some of the tools and techniques that John and I use doing it full time, um, as well as also, you know, how I did it when I was still working a full time day job, because we know it is difficult. So that's what we're going to be hitting today. John is what is up, my man? Uh, same old brother. Same old. I'm, uh, I'm excited to help the people sift through the chaos, but getting the same questions all week. Um, and it's crazy how swept up you can get managing social and all the content that we're uh, advocating to produce. So I am excited to to help everybody out once again. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is uh, definitely something we've heard several questions on like, geez, Pinterest, come on, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to get Instagram. So uh, but before we jump into it, we do want to thank our new members that joined the MFP tribe over on Patreon. Uh, Christy Wyatt, Adam Got It. And Sherry at Hazel and Gold Design. So uh, thank you guys for joining over. If you would like to be part of the MFP tribe over there on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit. And what they get access to is our after show. We spend about 20 minutes after the show, uh, after the main show every week, talking about or answering questions uh, from that audience specifically. So it's a good time. Go check it out if you are interested. John, what you been into this week, man? Well, I'm uh, I'm thoroughly excited throughout my entire body and life to have my new CNC <laughs> up and running. That um, thing is ridiculous, man. I've seen those Instagram pictures you've been posting. It looks so oh, good. It is. It's awesome. I'm uh, I'm really excited. I've been looking into CNC um, for a couple years now. Had a bad experience, but now I'm pumped to be on board with the uh, with the team from Axiom Tools and 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 pumped to have the 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 shop piped fully now, which is you know. Uh, best case scenario, what you want to be running a, a CNC of this size with. So just a lot of good stuff happening over there. And then, uh, you know, on top of it, we got the full workload going on and I'm going to get, I'm getting back into the grind with, uh, with content production. So good stuff going on. I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to cap 2017 and, and just sucker punch 2018 right in the face. So we're coming in hot for it. I'm telling you, man, it, it is like, yeah. So actually this will be releasing on Halloween. So happy Halloween to all of our folks in the U S uh, yeah, man. The, where has the year gone? I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm already starting to think about 2018 and I've already started planning some content in for the beginning months. So yeah, it's getting real. Uh, yeah, this week I have been, uh, I, I, I published, uh, I published the documentary on Alf Sharp and I got some great responses to that. Uh, really, really enjoyed that pro that project. It was, it was really fun to do that and I'm going to be doing some more of that. So I've been looking at that next series, uh, with him. So it is a series, the next part of the series, we'll be talking about some of the skills and things that, uh, he's acquired along the way. So I'm excited for that. Uh, from a project perspective, I started on a bed for my daughter, man. She has been hounding me. My daughter is five 
And she has been saying, Daddy, I want a bed. Give me a bed. I want a bed. Of course, it changes. Like, you know, first it's a princess bed, then it's like a castle bed. And so we mm. have uh, we have so settled on the design. Yeah, yeah. And I made her nothing of that sort. But uh, it's, <laughs> it's going to be like a I day a bed with some bed. storage. I know. That's what I was thinking. I still um, want a race car bed, too. My son is, my middle guy is really making a case for a bunk bed with a slide. And I'm, <laughs> I think I'm going to do it. I really do. I think I'm going to See, I was it. always too large for options like that. So, like, <laughs> slides just didn't exist in my life. Neither did. Yes. <laughs> I had to stay away. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can understand that. So, so yeah, I've been doing that from a project. Then, then the other thing I've had going on is uh, doing some of the smart home integration and that's been pretty cool, man, doing like setting up the um, the wireless thermostats, uh, the Wi-Fi thermostat and uh, the EcoBits project I'm doing with Home Depot. And it's been cool, man, doing some of these programmable. Um, the uh, It's like a hub, a little smart hub, and you can just like connect all this stuff to it. And, uh, you, you know, I'm a firm member of the. Um, you know, the aluminum foil hat club. And so that's why everybody's like, what you're going, you're, you're going to home automation. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do locks. Like locks is just, that's a bit too far for me. I know some people do like their front door or their garage door. And I'm like, ah, that's a bit too far, but light bulbs, you know, thermostat. Yeah, I'm in, let's do this. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Some of that tech's really cool. I, uh, I have an Alexa hockey puck looking thingy and just yeah, being yeah. able to use that, um, whatever, whatever, I'm like a Neanderthal over here. I just I just ask her to put on the radio, basically. But um, you can really integrate <laughs> a lot of those those uh, those upgrades that you're putting in into using that or the Google Home. Um, so yes, it's I think it's really interesting where the market's going for for automation in the home. Um, uh, maybe yeah. my hundred hundred plus year old house can someday catch up, but I got a few other things to work on first. <laughs> yeah, those thermostats would be cool. I mean, I think it's really cool because like, and, and bring it back, you know, into the business piece in the content. Uh, that's definitely something I want to explore. And, you know, I've talked about it a little bit, but I'm going to be getting into, you know, more of the home DIY and, and automation is going to be part of that. So I think it's a cool Ooh. piece to integrate into the, the fix this, build that portfolio. So Love it. speaking of portfolios, Social media portfolios are a beast these days, right? I mean, we, we've been swimming through like that never-ending sea of content production, and it's been great seeing you getting back into some of the the filming and, and the YouTube. Um, you know, but so why don't we talk about, like, what does that look like? And I know it's going to be different for both of us since obviously you have the, the full-time um, furniture business that is your main thing that we talked about uh you know with the 80 20 rule you focusing but also uh, you know i know you're really going strong on content production so like what is it what does a typical day or week look like you know as you're managing your different social media platforms not just youtube but the whole nine yards what does that look like so um so one thing that i found over the course of years of doing this is that like i don't have a set system um and that's me personally um what everyone needs to realize is that it's going to be individualized per person. Um, you know, Brad and I are here to give you our best insights and tips, but even going down to like, you know, what we preach in the Instagram playbook and in our Instagram series, I'm not even capable of doing all the stuff that, that we ask for in there and, and that we suggest to people. So I'm um, realizing, you know, what really works for your brand was something that uh, took me a while. And, and so what I do in a typical week is basically I just make sure that I have my camera on a tripod at all times of the day while I'm in the shop and that I'm shooting multiple angles, multiple pieces of footage, and that I'm backlogging it 
um, for the use in the week. We um, So we do Instagram reviews every month for our top tier patrons. And one thing we've been noticing is that a lot of our patrons ask about consistency in their posting. Some people are, you know, they'll hit it twice a day and then once a day, then three times, and they're really crushing putting out quality content. Well, one thing that I suggest right off the bat here is that if you're gonna be producing content for any platform, backlogging and then creating content for yeah. consistency is much more valuable than just hammering home, you know, a single post um, or a Absolutely. single day kind of thing. So, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, I'm usually getting in the shop on Mondays. I'm ramping through my week with, with, with my employee, Andrew, and we, and we start, um, start rolling on what we're going to be doing. Well, that gives me an opportunity to post, um, a piece of content for Monday and as well as shoot a piece of content for Tuesday. Tuesdays, typically, if I'm releasing a video when I drop that, so I'm also uh, releasing a teaser video to go along with it. If you're producing content for YouTube or, or for long form written, say on Facebook or Medium or something like that, um, what you can do is repurpose that content onto whatever other platforms you have and make sure you're shooting multiple photos. So that's another thing that I do is that, just get a ton of photographs of whatever I'm doing. I, then I, um, I carve out about a half hour to 45 minutes of time in for the photos that I shoot on Monday. I edit up the, the best four or five that I like, um, and then I drop them onto my phone so I have them physically with me. That way I'm not trying to run to my computer to post to my phone or yeah. to send it to my phone kind of thing. I just have them on my phone. I'm able to get them done whenever. I also do this if I end up having a bunch of good stuff. So say I have like three or four projects I'm working on. I got a behind the scenes post. I got a finished post. I got um, a few like, you know, cool angles and whatever else going on. I edit all that and then dump it right onto my phone. So that way I have it throughout the course of the week. Um, Wednesday, when I get back in the shop, I try to catch something early in the morning on the progress of what we're working on. And then those are the kind of posts I have rolling out the rest of the week. And the, I, 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 I try to make sure that I'm posting at least Monday through Friday. Um, my weekends have been like pure chaos, um, just because of my lifestyle and, uh, and, and the fact that I try to like step away from, uh, the crazy grind a little bit during those times. Yeah. But I'm still trying that, to get a, you're wiping that beer sauce, the, the, the beer cheese yeah. off of your thing with your, your terrible towel. Yeah, yes, I, yes, I get yes. it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you mean my victory? I'm chance <laughs> while walking. You know, none of that thirteen to nine uh, Tennessee Cleveland BS. But uh, so <laughs> uh, I, I like to uh, I like to just get as much as I can done um, in a day or in two days during the week, and then that's what I'm posting the rest of the week. I'm fortunate for me with the, with all of the furniture that we've been banging out. I can grab finished product shots on site, um, and that's something I just have the camera in the car. Um, bang, bang, and I'm posting. Um, a few little tips and tricks that I have to my advantage. Um, one, I understand everyone that I <laughs> am in the shop for 10 to 12 hours a day. Not everyone gets that. But Brad and I talked about it a ton in a lot of our other episodes is shooting multiple angles and getting multiple parts of a process. In two hours that you catch in the shop on just maybe Monday or Tuesday night, you can get three, four, five pieces of content for the rest of your week for just Instagram specifically and then edit those all up in 10 minutes with the same filter so they all look the same. You know, Share them to your phone, bang, bang, and you're ready to roll for the week. Um, so that's typically how I roll. Um, I'm also filming pretty much everything I'm doing in the shop anymore and then dumping all that into um, external hard drives and onto my desktop when I get home in the evening. So, you know, from a, from a standard content editing standpoint, editing to posting, I'm usually, well, I would say like 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes per week um, 
for all, all the pieces of content that I'm producing. Gotcha. So, and, and I'm similar in the sense of, um, the edit, but uh, you know, my process is a little bit different. So, um, and, and I think like you're, you're pretty heavy, um, you know, basically Instagram and YouTube, right? So Instagram and YouTube is, if I'm sharing to Facebook, um, it's a reshare or it's the same teaser video and I'm uploading that natively. Um, so if I create a teaser video, which you guys see a bunch on my channel, um, on my, excuse me, on my feed, uh, I'll, I, I crop and do all the editing and posting and whatnot. And then I upload that natively on my desktop because it's easy to upload video on desktop, uh, to Facebook. Right. I just, uh, hammer out the bio or excuse the write up, um, post the video and I get that out there, uh, typically the same day that I'm posting to Instagram or the day after. Um, you can, uh, you know, I, and then I share a lot of, if I'm not asking a question or driving a call to action, I'll share directly from Instagram to my business page for, um, on Facebook. Uh, and that's just for auto population. I do run specific content to Facebook itself. Um, when it's, when it's something that I feel like would work better on Facebook. Um, right. And so, you know, that's, that's just as easy as uploading to Instagram is just, if I'm not right. driving, something, it's just a you know, combination, but I, I think be, so. So where I'm go ahead. I was gonna say, just be careful if you're using that tool, which a lot of people do, um, is that you're not tailoring your content for Instagram and then reposting it to Facebook. Um, right. I, I don't I, say I tend, link in bio and then exactly. paste that to Facebook. So, yeah, so you'll see like, check out my last post and <laughs> you're on right. Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> you're like, what? How's that work? Yeah. Right. So, so it's interesting because where I was, what I was wanting to tease out there. And I think you confirmed what I was saying there is like, right. You're, I mean, you are primarily a product guy. Uh, you obviously play very heavy in the content space, but some of the things that you use most, you know, Instagram, uh, you know, Instagram, and then obviously YouTube and Facebook is kind of your, your bread and butter. And then as you go and, and look at different things that you're launching, you might supplement that. Um, so I'm going to say with mine is, is slightly different because I am more content focused, uh, but I have a similar approach to it. So as I'm going through and I'm, I'm still not as regimented, um, I've not gotten my, my days down. I know I, I keep talking about this, but we just have a lot of flux going on and I'm, I'm, um, I'm just kind of working hand to mouth a lot. So I don't have set days. Uh, you know, I have the Tuesdays obviously where we record the podcast and so I'll typically be doing a lot of computer work those days. And so those will be days I'm designing. Maybe I'm, I'm doing some follow up and, and publishing. Um, but I'm really still doing hand to mouth. And what I mean by that is that I'm producing whenever I'm done, um, physically working on the project, I will wrap that up, go in and I do a, I know a lot of people will edit along the way with video. I don't do that. I edit all at the end. Um, I just, yeah, I, I just don't like the start and stop. I like having it all together, uh, and then getting the total picture and telling the story and, and kind of getting in the zone and staying there and then just knocking it out. Um, so as I'm going through, so, so what ends up happening, the, there's two sides of that. There's a good side and a bad side. Uh, the good side is, is that, you know, when I'm out there, I can, I can get a lot of efficiency when I'm building. And then when I'm editing again, because I'm, I'm batching it, but at the same time, I might be building for three or four days and then I might be editing and we're doing podcasts and promoting for two or three days. Right. So now it's like, OK, I'm, I'm three days or four days and then there's weekends and all that good stuff. So there's three or four days where I've not had I don't have any content. So I think you hit a really important part there, John, about 
um, backlogging content. And I think that's one of the things that people struggle with the most because they think, oh, I, I did this like three days ago. Nobody wants to see it. Um, they don't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, one and it and it also so I'm, I'm a big proponent of like I don't ever post a photo and make it look like I did it that day. Like I would never say, oh, hey, I just finished up when I did this last week. Um, you know, I'll allude to that. I did it. I'll either just not say anything and just say talk about the specific piece or, you know, say, oh, last week you know, or two days ago, I finished this up, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but the other thing that I think was really important, as you said, John, is, is repurposing that content. So whenever I shoot pictures, um, I'm when I'm doing the video, um, the nice thing about doing video is that you can take stills from the video and if you're using a DSLR, then you can get some of those really nice, you know, creamy bokeh shots. Like if you're doing that and you can get um, a still grab off of a video that looks like you've taken a shot specifically for Instagram. And I will do that um, as well. But also you can edit videos. So it's great because you can get the, you know, the picture content as well as the video content. Um, but I'll go through there and do the same thing, John. And, and then what I'll end up doing is, uh, you know, piecemealing those through like during an edit. So that's one of the things actually that I really like to do now is that when I'm editing, I'll put a snippet of video and I'll say, Hey, I'm going through the edit and here's this, like, I'll just grab a clip that I think is really cool. And that's been a great way for me to, you know, use my edit time to generate content. And it's also, you know, like a, like a really mini, a really mini teaser because it'll be specific about a process, not like an overview of the entire build. It'll be like me, you know, like the, the, uh, gluing up the miter, the miter box for that, um, modern end table I did. That was like, that's a perfect example. I did like what the video that was in that was a much longer version of what I actually had in the video at the end. So I I think it's a great way, like repurposing. So I'm going to put that on YouTube later, but at the same time, I'm using that video for Instagram. I'm also, I will push to Facebook. Um, and I will typically do that from Instagram then I'll go in and edit if I need to, or I'll edit the title before I push it over. Uh, I use an if this, then that to populate Twitter, but I will also natively go into Twitter. So it's not just all, you know, the automated reposts. Um, and then I'll supplement the release of the project on Pinterest. So mine's very similar to yours as well. But I think the key there is, you know, you're not specifically shooting for the, for the platform. You're shooting in general in a, in a form that can be accepted across the platforms. Yeah. So um, when we say specifically shooting for the platform, there's a few things that go into that. And that's like that's a good uh, I guess that's a good that's a good bit to touch on. Um, one thing is uh, using the concept of templating. Um, you know, both of us are active Adobe suite users. You And, and for you, all of you that aren't um, familiar with that, um, that's, you know, Photoshop, Lightroom, uh, Premiere, uh, After Effects, they have a whole suite of, of visual effects. Uh, and it, yeah, and, and Illustrator. So I, I primarily use Lightroom and Illustrator. Ironically, uh, <laughs> Brad doesn't. <laughs> Brad, Brad likes to use Photoshop. Um, and then uh, I, think that, I, like, I do Lightroom. I, I did Lightroom. Well. Yeah, I, I do Lightroom for all my um, for all my picture exporting and, and editing because it's the, the one of the things that I really like about uh, Lightroom is the export, the batch export. And you can batch yep. export name and and watermark all in one shot. So I do that exclusively for the blog. I do that. Yeah, we we might we might actually come back and do a do a whole episode kind of talking about the different platforms there. But but while staying general and talking about templates, what I do is set myself up to win. 
um, in those editing times by having templates built for the platform specifically. Um, we always talk about Instagram being one-to-one -one or 1080 to 1080. So I have a template that I just drop in every single time on my Illustrator if I'm doing anything native to Instagram and I edit it to that. What's awesome about Lightroom is that you can one-to-one -one anything, any photograph you take and export it to already be ready for Instagram. Um, that way you can preview it and you don't get in there and it shrinks it automatically kind of thing. Um, so setting yourself up for these little templates um, as well as, you know, I guess uh, edit presets, it really helps you speed up this whole process. We get it. I'm assuming when people are worrying where to find time to produce content, um, it's more coming from the back end of the editing stuff than it is to shoot. It's easy to just hit that camera and click, 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 and get yourself a bunch of photographs where the time really comes into it is on the back end. Um, so, you know, a, f a few things going along with the templating is also um, Instagram uh, and Pinterest. Both are template specific, I would say. Um, you know, you want to make sure your, your Pinterest formats are uh, what we were talking about last week, I don't remember the specific numbers, but I have it's because I have them saved on my Illustrator. So I'll take the same photograph, drop it from an artboard, which is what you work in on Illustrator, and then take it into the next artboard, and I'll just export it as I go across, and bang, 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 I turned one edit into three or four pieces of content, and that really does help speed things up. So um, it, just like anything in business, creating systems for yourself to win, I feel like, when it comes to content production is, is really where you can hit home and save a lot of time. Yeah, I and, and there's I, I know so let's just call a spade a spade real quick. Um the Adobe Suite is not cheap and it is not meant for necessarily the, you know, just random passerby. Like I want I don't want to say hobbyist, but I'll say the light hobbyist, right? I mean it's the cloud is 50 bucks a month uh for all those. Although there is a photography one that's only 10 What does you get for the photography? You get Lightroom and Photoshop, I believe. So you're not yeah, going to get Illustrator right now. But for 10 bucks it. Yeah, for ten bucks you can get Lightroom and Photoshop, which is not not bad. And I know I like I am not a fan of the subscription model. I just am, am not. I actually don't use the subscription model. I use an old copy of CS6 uh, because that's how I roll. Uh, yeah, that I that I paid so for and I don't pay monthly. So it's um and we'll have links for all of this stuff on on the the blog post for this uh, this podcast if you guys are interested. It is um so the photography suite is. Creative Cloud, uh, the photography plan with Lightroom CC and Photoshop CC. CC is Creative Cloud, which is their cloud-based service. Um, right. And 20 gigabytes or one terabyte of cloud storage, which is awesome. Um, what and they that's $9.99 a month, John? $9.99. And I'm okay. the exact opposite of Brad is I am a huge fan of subscription <laughs> services. Um, one, it lets you adapt as you grow. You know, if you need more storage or more usage or whatever it might be. Um, you know, that is something that I feel like as a, as used as a business expense, um, I know my set numbers per month. And then if I'm, you know, if I have a little bit more in the operating expense account than I typically would, I can add an extra, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks to my subscription services for things that I might want. And I can also take away from others. Um, so that's, that's how I work. And it, they both work well, you know, Brad's is a sunk cost and mine's a continual expense. Um, and it depends on how you look at it. They also have their single app. So if you just want to download one of them, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you can download Photoshop, Illustrator, or um, any of the Adobe XD Creative Cloud products for your desktop. And that's 20 bucks. And then you can get the whole suite for 50. That's what I use. Um, yeah, that's I a no-brainer. 
if you're going to get if you're going to get more than two if you're going to get two that aren't uh photoshop like photoshop lightroom like that's a great deal right it's 20 bucks for one of them but you get two of them for 10 bucks just for those little ones but then like if you're going to get two you might as well spend the extra 10 bucks and get all of them yeah because yeah if you're going to use illustrator you should go for all for all of them in in my opinion so just for clarity's sake um in case you guys are out there and don't know what we're talking about right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lightroom is a photo editing program um, that just basically makes it really easy to manipulate um, the colors, the saturation, the amount of uh, light intensity, like all kinds of different variables in uh, your photographs. It also makes it easy to export. And like Brad said, export in certain sizes, you can do watermarks. You can also export with um, into uh, batched folders that you name specifically. And it just makes that process super easy um, for you. Yeah. So sometimes what I'll do is I'll have a day's worth of shooting. That's awesome. I'll make a folder for that day and export the specific photographs to it and then share that whole folder with my phone, bang, bang, um, ready to roll. And it makes those things just just much quicker and easier. Um, so you know, light, there's Lightroom and then uh, I'll let you t- – Photoshop is pretty much we're all familiar with the concept of Photoshop. It's yeah, for editing I, photos. I, it's a lot more involved though. It's a lot more involved. So the main difference between uh, Photoshop and Lightroom are, are the genesis of Lightroom. Lightroom came about because people were too overwhelmed with Photoshop. They wanted something – photographers specifically want – and that's why it's called Lightroom, right? It's, it's a play on, you know, producing photos in the Lightroom. Uh, and – it was because, you know, Photoshop is very intense. And, and I don't, uh, honestly, I don't do, I, I edit in Photoshop, but it's mainly, when I'm doing edits in Photoshop, it's more of the text. So you can't do text overlay in Lightroom. Uh, so it's more of the text overlay, and then it's more of some of the hardcore if I'm, like, moving stuff around or, you know, deleting that Mountain Dew can out of the scene, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you're really some hardcore editing. Lightroom is great. You can also do some of that. Lightroom, actually, the um, the heel tool and some of those things. And, and you know, we don't have to get super deep into this. Uh, but but the Lightroom um, and, and do they have a Lightroom elements still, John? Do you know? Like that's like, that- you probably that's like an actual software you can buy. I think they have I'm almost certain they have Photoshop elements and Premiere elements, which is um a purchasable no uh it's a it's a piece of software so it's like Hmm. a dumbed down version of photoshop and a dumbed down version of premiere but it's like they're like 70 bucks or 80 bucks that you buy the software a lot of it'll be like packaged under like hp packages it with their you know it's like bloatware you know that you'll get on a lot but it's actually good um we'll have to check that out we'll have a link in the show notes but um but those are some good ones. So so kind of reeling it back, like I think those two, and then John uses Illustrator, which Illustrator is more for design. Uh, you know, that's what a lot of your... Um, graphic designers. Right, thank you. My mind completely went blank. And that's <laughs> the word I was looking for. Uh, what graphic designers use. So you're, you know, anything that you look at, whether it's a print ad, a billboard, um, a flyer, like all that, uh, t-shirts uh, are going to be designed there because you can do a ton of stuff with shapes and design. And, and that's really a great spot for like, new design um not editing something that's already made um although you can do that and and the way john uses it actually is 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 kind of odd to do pictures but he's very familiar with it so that's the cool thing is that you can use any of those three tools to kind of do the same thing except for the text overlay in in lightroom um but anyway so so pulling back a bit right so those are three 
programs that John and I use in, in different shapes. So Illustrator, Lightroom and Photoshop uh, to help us. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back a minute because I know most of you guys are not in our boat. Uh, and most of you guys are doing this either as a side hustle or you're just not that into content and you're a woodworker and you're like, okay, I don't want to spend 50 bucks a month or I don't even want to spend 10 bucks a month. I want to, you know, just edit these photos. Uh, so what I have also done and, and John mentioned about pulling it into his desktop and then editing on those programs and then putting it back on his phone. So he has it ready. Uh, my workflow, the thing I left out is I actually pull straight off my camera and because I have Wi-Fi uh, on my camera, which is great. But if you shoot from your cell phone, obviously you've already got it on your camera. And if you're shooting, and man, the cameras these days, dude, the Pixel 2, have you seen that, John? Yeah, Pixel I, 2 is a I've new heard Google mixed phone. reviews, but I've heard the camera is sick. It's just sick. The, I saw something on image, image stabilization, like a handheld image of them walking down the road, the road, and looked like he had a freaking gimbal. Is yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, like those are so those are starting to get good. So if you've got like a nice cell phone, you know, you might be just as good. You might not need a D- DSLR. The thing you're going to miss out on is, um, you know, the, the bokeh and the different angles of the of the like wide lenses versus a tight lens. Um, but a lot of that, as these phones get better and better, it's starting to, you know, they're starting to level the playing ground. If you do have a DSLR that does not have Wi-Fi, they make also, you know, this is getting into a product thing we'll definitely have to have links and everything to everything below but there's one i can't i think it's called the 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 wife uh something the wi-fi and anyway it's a wi-fi sd card like the why i don't even know how huh. this works yeah it's crazy um the wi-fi is actually built into the sd card so you can have in your phone you could go straight to uh or excuse me having your camera and it's i forget what the name is i'll look it up though and you can use it just like your camera has Wi-Fi. So if you've got an old T3i and you're shooting on that still, boom, get one of these jobbies and you can you can download straight off it. So uh, pretty cool stuff because uh, what it you know those are the little tips and tricks that are going to make you more successful. Because if you have to pull out the card, go to your desktop, do your stuff, then you know uh, plug your phone in, like all that stuff, like it, it makes it harder for you if it's not like you know John has got it down into a process. But if you're just doing this, you know, and trying to to get your game going, you want to make it as easy as possible. So as quickly as you can get those photos on your phone. And if you don't have any of these editing software, um, we've talked about it before. The tools in Instagram are extremely good. And there's also a program, which I'm sure a lot of you know about, called VSCO, which is a really good editor. I mean, I almost say that you can do anything you can do in Lightroom in VSCO other than, mm-hmm. you know, maybe some of the blemish thing and, and the watermarking and that stuff. You might even be able to do watermarks. I don't know. Uh, but you could edit all that stuff on your phone. Uh, the key is to have it done and to get it on your phone in a spot where if you're posting every morning before you go to work, that it's ready and you're not waking up. And then like, I remember this. I mean, I, <laughs> I vividly remember this. Uh, I'd wake up in the morning. And I'd be like, oh, crap, I forgot to load something for the day. And this is like, you know, I got to leave to get to work. And I'm like, I'm scrambling, <laughs> like looking for the photo I took. And like, you know, those, yeah, those are those are tough times. And those are the days yeah. I'd be like, hey, guys, go check out John Malecki. He just built this awesome new thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that can become a headache. I mean, I run into that all the time. I'm fortunate to have a de- desktop and a laptop um, in which when you have the creative suite and you're in the cloud, um, you can edit on both of them and have it on multiple devices. Um, so I use that, that to my advantage. Nice. But, you know, one problem is you do need a laptop or a desktop for that. 
Um, the phone, uh, the native shooting and posting from the phone is, is still an awesome option. Um, and you can definitely batch out um, some really quality content there. And I think what we're trying to emphasize here is not the concept of doing crazy editing. I mean, I barely edit my photos. Um, I just throw a little, I've actually have some presets that I'm, that I use that, uh, that I use for my photos to make sure everything looks the same. But besides that, you know, it's a one click export kind of thing on the phone. You can do very, very similar. Um, you always want to give yourself options when it comes to photography. In my opinion, um, you don't know if you're going to be a little bit out of focus or in the wrong angle or, um, somewhere where you just, just little things that are off. So take a few angles when you're shooting stuff and then go through them, um, in your editing process. Even if it's on your phone, you'll, it'll give you a, that giving you a, yourself an option, I feel like is always beneficial. And what it does is it gets you in the, uh, mindset of, of batch producing or batch shooting. Um, and I think that that's where our emphasis is right here, right? Brad is like, don't just shoot one piece of content at a time, batch that stuff out, save yourself the time in the long term. Um, that way you can post some stuff over the course of your week and not have to worry about, you know, oh, what am I posting Thursday when on Monday? Now we have some other tips there, but you know, those are <clears throat> when you're posting your own native content and you want to edit it, shoot for multiple days. Um, don't just take one photograph of one thing. One thing you also need to take into consideration for Instagram, especially is that the, uh, the platform itself is squashing a lot of our posts and our audience doesn't get to see all of them. So if you post three photographs of one thing, you know, you, some people might only see one of them. Um, I know right. we all sit here and go, oh, it's too much. You know, I, I, no one wants to see the rest of the, the three angles of this cutting board. But when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, people do. <laughs> and right. some of them might not even see the other two until they go to your feed. So don't be afraid of that kind of stuff. Take some creative angles. Use, use the product in a creative way. Um, use the content and repurpose it. Brad had a great point there with how he's doing his video edits now and he's taking small segments out and posting them before the post. Um, I've been actually kind of stealing that off of you if you've noticed. Uh, some of my projects that are taking longer that I can't get a vid- just can't get done in a week and post it out, I've been doing like little updates. Uh, that river table is like check out what's been going on with the river table. I threw an update out there last week and the content doesn't drive or go anywhere. It's just native on Instagram. But it's performed well. I picked up, you know, a decent amount of followers because of that. And it's uh, got some great eyeballs. So all you're doing is just taking the content I shot for YouTube. And then I'm just throwing a little 30, 40 second video out there that took me eight minutes to edit um, for Instagram specifically. And 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 that's the type of and that, and those are some little ways that you can make one piece of content repurposable. I also posted that to Facebook Um and, and one thing um, I think everyone needs to take into consideration is the type of content that's going on the platform. Obviously, YouTube and Pinterest are finished content platforms. Like you can't right. just piece, piece out, you know, midway you through. Process shots. And do, <laughs> yeah. But um, because of the way it's consumed, because of that, those you want to be posting on all of those platforms on the same in the same time frame. So um, when right. it comes to your content production and content calendar and scheduling specifically, we will, we'll segue right into that. Um, you want to make sure on the days you're posting final products, say video, product shots, things along those lines, that's the days you're hitting all the platforms. Um, and, you know, we talked about Pinterest last week, the 80-20 or two weeks ago, the 80-20 concept using Pinterest, 
those are the days that 20% of your content you're posting for Pinterest is yours. It's when you have, you know, you just finished a beautiful dining table and delivered it to a client's home. You took four dozen photos of it for your uh, own, you know, resale purposes, your website, but then you're repurposing those for Instagram, for Facebook, for Pinterest, for your thumbnail on your YouTube channel, and for your, you know, your Christmas cards that you're sending to your family. Like those are the opportunities to make multiple batched pieces of contents around something and not take any more time um, to like have to go back and shoot it. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. And you, I all, mean, all the problems people have. The the Rodriguez family Christmas card for 2015 just flip tops. Flip I mean, tops. I, I put the yeah flip tops and miter saw stations. It was right on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just inspired the fam. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that the the piece, John, that you're saying that I think that's directly relatable. So it, you know, when you when you heard John say when you release a video, um, think about it the same way if, if you're re- producing product, a product. Except you know maybe you substitute um, YouTube for your blog or for your sales site. Uh, so if you just you've been working on a piece, and and obviously if you're doing commission work, it's a little different, but. Um, if you're going to be selling things, uh, if you're making kind of to spec or you're making then to sell and it's not commission work, uh, that you're telling the story. We've talked about that as, as telling the story, especially if you're batching. I've seen, you know, we're getting the holidays, right? And I've started seeing a lot of those posts coming up where people are starting to batch out um, smalls. They're doing cutting boards. They're doing mallets. They're doing bowls. They're doing pins. Is that, you know, getting those process shots along the way, starting to tell the story. And then when you're done, you, you know, you splash them all on your big cartel shop. You splash them all on Etsy. You put them all out there is go ahead. And when you're doing that, I mean, that's when you want to generate the most attention to them and try to just sell out right then. Um, even though, you know, you're, you're building up stock for the, for the holidays is put them out there, put it, go ahead, hit the Pinterest, hit the Instagram, uh, and, you know, announce to the world, Hey, I got these for sale. These are, these are ready. These are done. And then the follow on. Absolutely. And then the follow on, when you're getting into starting the next to make the next batch, um, that's when you come back. If you made 15 cutting boards, it, it, I mean that's that's gold. You've got 15 different product shots you can share. You can share even if it's the same. Uh, you know, you mixing it up on the angles is a good thing, right? So it's like, hey, you show one one day. You know, you show an overhead view. Uh, you know, the next one you're showing like a, a tight shot of the end grain of a different board. And then you're showing different something else from the side. You're showing one in action. Uh, I mean, that's like th- these, um, you know, the holidays, the holiday selling season is just a perfect. I mean, that's a treasure trove of content because you because most people are making. I mean, this is kind of the heavy making cycle. We're getting into the winter, right? We're talking about the weather earlier. It's getting cold. People are getting in their shops. And now is when your content's going to be kicking. So just make sure that you're taking advantage of it and don't get your head so far down into the weeds of making the product that you don't take a, a minute to step back and, and take 90 seconds to, you know, take a few shots along the way. Yeah. And, uh, and using the, uh, the product you're making, um, at the time in multiple ways is something that I highly suggest too. you know, uh, Brad, Brad and I will post a thumbnail that we both have 60 variations of beforehand for YouTube because we're both insane, but also because, <laughs> um, you want to get those multiple angles cause you don't in the moment you kind of lose grasp of what looks good on a camera. 
Um, yes. And when you get when you get to look at it on the phone or on whatever media you're posting it on, that really does help. So hitting multiple angles, multiple lighting, take it to a different part of the shop, you know, throw some sawdust on something, take it off, clean it off, you know, put them all together. You can use that multiple times. And then that also gives you an opportunity for uh, for B-roll um, style content, which is something that I am uh, I use all the time. I don't know if you, how much you use it, but uh, so what, what B-roll is is essentially background roll. I don't know what the B actually stands for, but that's how I look at it. And it's essentially just like um, things that aren't uh, typically uh, at like the top of mind. So if you ever see me posting like a uh, a flyer for an event coming up or something with a quote on it mm-hmm. or an announcement or whatever it might be, I have all that stuff batched. Like that's yeah. all shot previously, stored, and I reuse it all the time. Um, so so and that would be like so a specific thing. Just because I think you do a great job of this, John. I know like on your flyers. So like it will be a picture of John grinding a weld, sparks mm-hmm. flying. And it's it's only the, like it's nothing to do with the product. It is just a cool shot with a dark background with, you know, sparks flying up. And then he's talking about, hey, you know, I'm launching something new. So, it, you know, it's just it's that. And I think I think B is just like the it's like the old. I know you don't know what a record is, but uh, when records, you know, they used to have a B side. I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I won't name any names. But I had, and I guess, te- I don't know if technically, I, th- I think he is a millennial, although he tried to cop out of it. Um, he, he sent me a thing and he said, oh yeah, I'll get that on the A track. I said, I'm sorry, did you just say A track? And this was, te- this was typed, so it wasn't a pronunciation. And I said, I think you mean eight track. <laughs> and he's like, oh, geez. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, wow. that's the A, the a track and the B track. That's what it, uh, but yes, it was the, the B side. So B is just not the primary. It's not the primary A, it's, it's the B. Um, I believe so. So, yeah. So, I mean, the concept of the B roll, what you can do is um, we run into this all the time. You know, you'll have a day where your garage doors open or you're in your shop and the lighting is just absolutely killer. Um, You've got, you know, shavings on your on your bench top and you've got, um, you know, uh, your sanders out there. You look at it uh, through the camera lens trying to take a product or a uh, process shot and you're like, wow, this lighting's just awesome. Store those photos. I mean, I have a bunch of stuff like that that is just something cool going on in the shop. Um, stock imagery is a uh, is a is a is a concept that a lot of um, my content and you uh, use, and especially here on MFP, um, that you can take advantage of in your own shop. Uh, shoot stuff that's native to your shop that you can repurpose and use um, on your blog post that you can reuse as thumbnails that you can reuse as flyers and announcements. Um, it's not just one and done all the time. And I think a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of a lot of people miss out on that by just trying to think so hard about one day that they forget that that piece of content can be reused four, five, six times. Um, so, so, you know, the B roll concept uh, is something big in in videography, but you can also use it in the photography and more of that like. Uh, like a stock imagery kind of concept. And for you guys who don't know what stock imagery is, that's the stuff you can uh, essentially just purchase online and use. Um, we use a lot of stock imagery uh, when we're doing like, you know, generic posts on YouTube and whatnot. And, uh, and, and excuse me, not on YouTube, on Facebook. It's like, it's those like, uh, like a MacBook. picture of a guy shaking it like a business one, like a typical yeah. business one would be like, you know, a guy smiling, shaking the, this other lady's hand and they're, you know, yeah. making a business deal. And then you say, well, you know, learn how to be influence friends and <laughs> yeah, like that or, kind of or, stuff. Or, or the um, or like a photo of a MacBook with uh, some type of desktop on it. You know, a lot of that stuff is stock imagery. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's relatable. A lot of big, big, big brands use it, but you can shoot your own. 
Um, and mm-hmm. so think of it that way when you're shooting your stuff is, is um, how to reuse it. One thing I'd also uh, suggest is uh, after editing your photos, just labeling them uh, properly on your desktop so that you can go back and revisit them to whatever. Uh, Brad has like 36 numbers, a date, uh, the year probably. <laughs> I, I think – don't you also have like where you're at on the globe at the time? Uh, yeah, uh, global positioning. <laughs> and, but, uh, uh, you know, actually, I, I do – I'm not that bad. I'm, I'm actually – like you're probably way better than me, John. But one tip just as, a, as an aside because this really changed – the way that I edited things, it made it so much easier, uh, is I do use that. So for every folder I have uh, under my posts is I start it with the year dash the month dash the day and uh, and then and then just whatever. And what is so nice is because then it is easy, you know, because I use I would name it. Oh, like DIY uh, writing desk. And then all of a sudden, you know, I've got like 15 folders called DIY and I'm like trying to find the last one and I'm looking at like the edit date and so that's that is a a trick that I use uh, when I'm doing folders at a higher at least like for all my project posts I always I always use that methodology of uh, year month day and then the title of it. Yeah, I do the, I do similar and then I'll take them and dump them in a project folder. So like for my myself for instance I'm not doing DIY everything so I don't have that problem with the titling. So you know like I'll have you know, a bookshelf I'll have tractor cart I'll have you know, whatever I'm working on at the time and then everything inside of that's dated so I can go back if I want to pull some some other video from it. So um, getting organized in that sense does help save you time as well. Now, going away from the actual content production itself and more into the planning side of it, um, one, there's a lot of awesome tools out there. And I think this is where a lot of struggles come from is like, oh, my God, I don't have time during the day because I have like a real life job, kids, wife, family and all these things that Maleki doesn't have. And like, how do you have time to get this all done? I'm sitting here just like, oh, you know, just go to sleep on like Wednesday and you don't need to. But um, (laughs) in reality, it's not that easy to do. So I think some of these actual posting calendar like products and stuff are really, really, really valuable. Um, One I've used for a couple couple years now is it's called Hootsuite and we'll have links to all of these in in the in the show notes but um literally all they are in in Hootsuite being one of the most more recommended ones is it's a posting platform for I believe uh Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Pinterest um and you can right. schedule out your posts uh natively from your desktop now you do have to download the app <laughs> Instagram's a, a bugger because they force you to use your phone um, and you can't post native from the desktop. But uh, what you do is download the app and you get a notification to your phone um, on the times you scheduled and you just bang, bang, upload. All your stuff's already written out and you're good to go. Um, the What's really, really cool about it is the fact that you can do it all on your desktop while you're editing. Um, and and I, I used to use it a lot more than I do now. Um, I've just gotten to a good process now that works for me. But, but yeah, have you ever used a, uh, a scheduling app? I know you said you use, uh, if I have, F F A B A B A E whatever. <laughs> ABCDFG. Yeah. The I have TTT, uh, if this, then that, so that's, that is more of a, um, automated thing versus a scheduling, right? So anytime I post to Instagram, it will just post that over to Twitter as a picture, uh, because that was always the thing. If you share on Twitter, it, it would not share it the same way. Um, but for scheduling, um, you know, the biggest one I, we just talked about in last week was Tailwind. And I don't know if you knew this or not, John, but Tailwind actually does Instagram now. Woo. So, 
Yeah, they um, there is it's a different subscription, unfortunately. So if you get if you have Tailwind Pinterest, you don't get Tailwind Instagram. Uh, so I am actually I know I know that that it, that's what I'm saying, John. The subscription model. I hate they nickel and dime your butt, man. Um, but it it is a great like if you're really into um, if you really need that time, and also if you're trying to post a lot of stuff, uh, that could be a great option. Um, you know, I just like to bang my head against the wall. So it's um, Tailwind is the one I use uh, most for scheduling. And then I have another one that I, I don't even know if we talked about that one. Uh, actually, I don't even want to talk about it because it's, it's not a recommended. Uh, so when you look at these apps, be careful, especially around Instagram. Be very, very careful. If you are using a app that, um, that does what John was saying, like they, because I, and I, I don't remember what the name of it was, but there was one that used to be out there. I don't know if it's still around, but they got around it and it was like really shady. I think it was out of Australia. Like they would let you schedule and they would actually post it for you. And the way they got around it is like they le- from my understanding, they legit had like basically like a call center and yeah. it was just like dudes on phones. And like when the time came up, they would post it for you. But they had your login. ID. I mean, they have like all this stuff like I would never give anybody that. Um, and that is against the Instagram terms of services. So that when I say be careful, make sure. Uh, you'll see a lot of these will say, hey, this is Instagram approved or this is Pinterest approved. Um, Tailwind is Instagram and Pinterest approved. So is Hootsuite and Later and Buffer. Um, but if you're using if you're using an app, just just make sure that it is an approved one. And oh, heavens, please don't give anybody your login information. You can authorize them. Right. So that's how you typically will do it is you will authorize them to do, you know, whatever to look at your camera roll or do that. But do not give them your your address. We had a, uh, yeah, we actually had a, an, an MFP patron who had their account hacked and um, it was not from that, but you know, that's a really bad thing. If your account gets hacked, somebody gets a hold of your account. I mean, they can literally destroy your entire account, delete everything. And you've basically lost, you know, lost it all. Um, so be very careful about that, but there are some really good ones out there and we'll have some links below to some of the ones we mentioned. Um, I've never used Hootsuite, uh, but I know that it gets really good. Um, recommendations yeah so hootsuite um what used to be latergram is now just later i think that might even be owned by instagram i'm not positive but it's um, it's not but it's they they're very close they are one of the approved like they are very tight with them so that's one of the ones like i'm saying um they they work hand in hand with them so um what's happening on these uh these calendar management apps is they are natively posting to the platform it's not like where you post to instagram and you know click on twitter click on facebook and click on your your tumblr page um and it posts from it says the instagram post on twitter uh it's actually posting native which is nice because you can what you can do is uh, take your piece of content, if it's a if it's a video or a photo, drag it onto the calendar and the time you want posted, and then write a specific write up for each one. That way, you don't get caught with you know Lincoln bio type uh, verbiage right. that doesn't apply to the platform. Um, and what these do is they allow you to batch it out. I mean, the one huge thing about content production that we can't stop advocating is batching and it it seems that everything keeps going back to it is like if you want to get really good at content um and you want to produce content for your business you have to batch it out um it's you can't it's it's not something you're just doing all day long you can fall into that cycle and you'll notice how much time you waste but uh if you batch it out that's where you become really efficient in what you're doing um and that could be 
you know, uh, that could be something as easy as 20 minutes during your lunch break to, you know, you schedule block schedule four hours of your week to do it. Um, and yeah. those are really going to be like where the wins, the big wins are going to start to come for you. Um, and that ease of mind. One thing that I, you know, have preached to Brad for, uh, the years we've been friends now is that I have a hard time carving time for social. Um, and it was because my process was broken, to be honest. I was constantly searching for content. I wasn't shooting uh, for the week. I was shooting for the moment. And because of that, I didn't really have anything to post over the course of of a week across any platforms. And I would really lose a lot of traction because of it. So, you know, going back to it, you really want to face uh, face the whole, I guess, sea of social media with um, – you know, with a, the, your paddle in hand, uh, knowing that you're going to you crank out a whole day's worth of, of stuff um, at the beginning of the week and be able to reuse it over the course of a week. Um, also, some stuff you can do and some little tips um, is create styles of content that you're used to posting or doing uh, and use it every single week. That way you have that in the backlog for for whatever you're doing. So some native to to Facebook and Instagram would be, you know, throwback Thursday. I see a lot of you guys jumping on follow Friday, but even figuring out your like next seven throwback Thursday pictures in 30 minutes one day will, will save you that peace of mind right. for the next month and yeah. a half, two months Absolutely. Uh, over having to search for it in the morning on Facebook um, to repost. Cause I've been through that and it's kind of why I stopped is cause it was like, Oh, one, I ran out of throwbacks and two, uh, <laughs> two. throwback Thursday. You remember yesterday when I post this picture? Yeah, but two, Here it, it is again. <laughs> I was wasting a ton of time doing it. So set yourself up to win there, you know, carve out 30 minutes or an hour to find out what your, you know, your, I don't know, your, your next throwback or your, uh, your cool tool Tuesday or your slabber day posts are going to be, you know, you don't have to do those on the day individually. You can do those all at once. Um, and then another cool thing is, you can, uh, I believe you could put drafts onto a lot of the platforms, um, that, that help you, uh, to like schedule things out so you yeah. don't have to post immediately. Right. Yeah. On Instagram, um, it's, it's a little quirky. You can have one if you, I started trying to do multiples, So trying to basically manhandle that and, and use that as my scheduler, uh, and that didn't go well. So it, it deletes them. So I think like you can have one draft. So if you didn't know that, but the, the way you do it is like, you just, you load the photo, you can do all your edits on the photo, you write out your post, and then like right where you would say share, you just back out, back out, back out, and then it will ask you, do you want to save this as a draft or something like that, and then, or, or it'll just save it for you. Uh, I think it might ask you. Anyway, you say yes, and then it's there, and then when you go, uh, so then if you push the plus sign to post, it'll show you the gallery. If you just scroll, if you just slide your finger down, it'll be up there above your gallery. So it'll save that um, if you want to do that. So that that is cool. And um, Facebook has a very nice scheduler. So you can go in and you can schedule mm-hmm. in Facebook. Um, I know it's on for sure on business pages. I'm not sure about personal, but uh, but for sure on business pages, you can do it. And and personally, if you're posting to a business page as your own person, you can also do that. So, uh, yeah, those are those are great. Um, and then, of course, we've talked about uh, Pinterest is not. So Pinterest is, is the one that you have to really use a third party app. Um, but the, um, and, and yeah, we would suggest Tailwind because it it's worked really well for us. 
Um, but the other thing on Instagram that we've also talked about in the past is the collections. So that's what I'll typically do is when I see photos that I like for like a, a slabber day is a perfect example. I'll just hit that little bookmark. I'll bookmark it. It'll go into my collections and I'm not necessarily making a draft of it, but I've got the picture there. And, and for something like that, you know, it's pretty easy. I just say, well, look at this big piece of wood, uh, or something like that. Uh, so yeah, so, so use those tools. And I think that's a, a great a great thing to, to segue, you know, kind of out of John is that, um, you know, kind of wrapping it up, I guess, is like you can do if you're going to do work on your desktop and you're really going to spend some time editing. There's a lot of really great tools and you can make it really easy on yourself. But you can do this all, you know, as John loves to say, running and gunning with a little bit of planning when I'm you can do it all on your phone through different ways, uh, you know, whether you're doing it, you know, other than even Tailwind has a an iPhone app. So like there are ways that you can schedule these things out and even without subscriptions, you can still do it and then just go in there. Uh, one thing I did want to mention, uh, because John, you were talking about, um, you know, writing for the platform is so what that tactically would look like for an Instagram post, even if you're just going to share from Instagram and you have your accounts linked to Twitter and Facebook, um, you know, go make the post, put your hashtags in the first comment, then come back to it. Uh, you can go into share, go into share the post, and then like it shows you the text. And so hopefully everybody knows this. You can just edit that text right there. So I will, I, I will physically go do that. So when I do it for Facebook, um, I'll have my Instagram post for, let's just say a video. I'll say, hey, link in bio, boom, 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 boom. Whatever I say, I keep everything else like, hey, I'm really excited about this modern end table, blah, blah, blah. Um, I will keep all that information. I will just delete link in bio. I will delete any hashtags I have typically. And then um, in the place of where I said link in bio, I will insert the actual link that is in my bio. Okay, so I will do that. Um, if it's to Twitter, I will go in and make sure it's 140 characters or whatever and, and shoot that. But that's how you can just how you tactically can do that from Instagram, which is a great launching point. And, you know, obviously, John and I would both recommend that that is if you're going to spend any time, make you know, do it in Instagram, because that's, you know, the biggest platform for you know immediate consumption um, you know, social media. Yeah. And it makes it really easy. And this was a, this was a much bigger issue. I feel like uh, a year or two years ago um, when we were getting started, cause it, it was just like, it was so hard to repost yeah. and, 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 and schedule. And, um, I know Instagram had a lot of, uh, a lot of, I guess, unauthorized apps being used and it just like made it, made it super difficult. Um, so it's, it's really nice to see, um, a lot of these apps starting to integrate and make it easier on the end user to post across multiple platforms as you, as you notice, brands are building social media portfolios compared to just hammering home one account. So awesome right. stuff there. Um, we will have a list of the tools we recommend for all of this on the website. Um, this is some really good, some good stuff that, you know, we had, a. we did some research on and we'll have like our recommendations. I've also got a pretty cool link, um, to an article on like the top, I think it's like eight, um, eight, eight best Instagram, uh, Instagram tools for, for, for helping grow your social media that I think, uh, you guys would dig. So we'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. And, um, this is constantly changing too. So, I mean, a lot of this stuff gets out oh, yeah. quickly. It's the, always you know, new stuff. It gets bought. So, um, you know, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this, uh, if it's, if you know, if you're listening and you know, 2019, hopefully the <laughs> show explodes. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe check back to the show notes and see if we changed anything up. But yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so I guess so like a good, uh, good segue into the, the takeaways for this episode. Um, number one, and, and this might be the only thing I, I give is, is make sure you are batching your content. Um, it's going to save you a ton of time, a ton of effort. You can batch edit, you can batch post, you can batch shoot. Um, and, and what it really does is it sets you up for an opportunity to save time in the long run. You invest the time up front and it saves you time in the long run. So biggest takeaway on this episode is going to be batch your content. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'll just, I'll jump onto that just from, uh, uh, you know, another takeaway, the B side takeaway, the B side takeaway, or a little bit of the homework is, um, is also planning. So plan, you know, I love the batching, uh, but you also need to plan for it. So the homework would be plan out, you know, think about how are you going to batch? How do you, how can you work batching into your process and either block schedule it? Like John mentioned, uh, you know, just set out, say every Monday, I'm going to spend 15 minutes uh, going around and documenting all the stuff I did. Um, you know, well, I, w- I would hopefully try to do that more often than once a week. But, you know, go out at the beginning of, of the beginning, the middle and the end of the sh- day in the shop. I'm going to take some time to take some pictures, but batch it out. So uh, make a plan. Go out there, figure out what you're doing in the shop and plan some time to do that batching. That's going to be your homework and then do it and then see how it how it helps you. Because I think what you'll see is that it's a lot easier to manage when you have that content. That's the biggest part. The biggest part is just remembering to get the content. And if you can batch that out, it's going to make your life a lot easier. Yeah, get yourself into a rhythm and you can really go crush it. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, man. Well, we are going to head into the after show now. We mentioned at the at the top of the show here, this is an after show for our patrons, about 20 minutes long, where we're going to be answering some questions for those guys, uh, and and actually, and we'll just we'll give a little shout out to to Sean Guthrie. Sean is one of our patrons, and uh, he asked the question about man, how do I manage all this stuff? And so those are the types of questions. And this one I think was was so big, we were like, man, this needs a whole show. Uh, and so shout out to Sean there for um, for being there. He's a cask woodworking. Go check him out over on Instagram. And um, we're gonna head over there and answer some other questions for those folks. John, good episode, my man. Yeah, great, man. Um, If you guys have any questions, and also, we'd love to hear some feedback. Brad and I jump back and forth on a lot of things, but one thing we're both um, pretty big, I guess, advocates of is is producing quality content. If you'd like to hear us talk about that more, let us know. Um, Whether that's using Lightroom or using Photoshop or Illustrator, Premiere, anything like that, uh, hit us up in DMs on Instagram as well as uh, shoot us an email because uh, we'd we'd love to get you guys more of the content you want to hear over uh what we want to hear <laughs> yeah yeah i think some, some more technical talk about that could be cool um you know we'd have to have some some heavy back end to give examples but i think that could be pretty sweet yeah for sure all right let's go uh let's go massacre some faces on the patreon <laughs> that's a good <laughs> halloween i like that that's a good halloween outro Ooh, all right yes. i'll catch you guys in the next episode <laughs> So thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be 
answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.